Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. And I'm Chris. And uh, we're down to the Fantastic Four today. Everybody else has got <laughs> tied up doing other stuff. But uh, we wanted to jump on here and uh, do a little chat about the Tomorrow War, which is um, fresh out on, I think it's uh, Netflix or Amazon. Well, really quick. see it? Hold on really quick there, Bill, because if we're the Fantastic Four, yes. I mean, obviously, Linda is the Invisible Woman. <laughs> Wait. And I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm the thing, so you guys can uh, fight over who's Mr. Fantastic and who is uh, the Human Torch. I mean, yeah. I don't have a higher preponderance to set things on fire, I feel. I do. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of have that tendency. So maybe I should be the human torch. There you go. That, All right. that makes Chris Mr. Fantastic. It does. it does. I'm fantastical. All right. So there it is. The uh the Tomorrow War uh stars Chris Pratt. And uh kind of an interesting premise in that um it's kind of kicks off with uh this group of uh, military dressed individuals coming through sort of this temporal gateway onto a soccer field in the midst of a halftime show. Like you do. Yes. And um, they proceed to inform the world that 30 years hence, it will be invaded by aliens that will pretty much devastate the planet. And um, they're, uh, all but lost the war in the future. And so they've come back in the past to recruit uh, individuals to come forward with them to help fight this alien menace. And uh, so Chris Pratt is um, a dad and a father. And uh, he, uh, um, I should say, not everybody is um, genetically compatible with the time traveling wrist bracelets that they give them. So you have to take a test to figure out if you're compatible. So it's like uh, maybe a third of the people, I think, Chris, do you remember something like that? Yeah, it's it's a very small percentage of the people. And yeah. so you have to be compatible. And then you also, um, they will send you if you have already died by the time they're sending you to the future. Right. So to prevent what they call like the, the time paradox, um, the people who get sent back to the past haven't been born yet, and the people sent to the future have already died by the time this war kind of breaks out, or by the time, like, I think it's 2050, 2051, or something like that, right. um, you've already died. So they check for, like, death certificates, basically, uh, before sending you uh, ahead. But right. it doesn't, 
that still doesn't close any sort of time paradox though it, because it does it depending on the paradox that that you're trying to i guess avoid and this is where you get that slippery slope of time travel i mean we, yeah. we can debate that if you want i hate well, it so they they avoid the paradox of meeting yourself i guess yes. but yeah. they don't avoid oh, okay, the paradox so yeah. of yeah they but, don't avoid the paradox of if you do something earth changing in the next five years before you die but mm-hmm. you get sent to the future today and you die there, um, then that earth changing thing that you did wouldn't happen because you mm-hmm. obviously be dead. So. Or effectively warning the past <clears throat> earth that there is an incoming war in 30 years. And what, like maybe it's like the Marvel thing where they branch off a new timeline. Mm, yeah like every time they make a change it branches off something new but they've already effectively like got a bunch of recruits maybe possibly they don't really go into that much they Um, they don't um so like yeah bill basically set up how that movie gets gets set up and going we can go through the plot i have nitpicks on that time travel stuff as well yeah Uh, particularly how they try to solve the problem by throwing bodies at it I was right. just about to say their solution is to just throw more bodies at the right. Yeah, you're Crazy. losing a war, and clearly you had more of the human population than the aliens, and you lost that war. But somehow you think going back to the past and and shoveling in more humans into the problem is somehow going to to fix it, to solve well, it. Yeah, I I kind of thought that originally too, but then. Um, we find out that there's a uh, group of scientists that um, they've captured a female mm-hmm. and they're trying to develop a, um, a um, weapon Poison, that's effective basically. against them. And they do have a weapon that's effective, but it's, it's only effective against the, um, the soldiers, I guess. So there's like a queen and then there's all these soldiers that go out and protect the queen and gather food to feed the queen. Sort of like, think of it like, a, uh, you know, an ant colony or something, I guess. Yeah. Right? Um, but the weapon that they've developed is not effective against the queens. And, and if you can't kill the queen, it's all for naught. Right. So, um, so they, uh, there's a great adventure where they actually have to capture a queen and that's kind of quite the ordeal. Um, but they managed to capture the queen. And um, through that, they, they begin to work and, and come to uh, uh, fruition on finding some sort of a, a, a weapon that'll work against the queen. It's, uh, what is it? Some kind of like virus thing, right? That they Yeah, something that like attacks their genetics or something like that, basically right. destroys them. Right. And uh, they seem to be in some sort of telic communication because the queen um she's they they keep her drugged to keep her from sort of summoning her army but somehow she comes to enough that they uh she sends out a signal and they all start raiding this central compound so in my mind um they were bringing in these extra soldiers to kind of keep them at bay uh a little bit or to give them you know some more time to develop this this weapon um that was kind of my thought um so uh but anyway it's it's kind of interesting uh it's also interesting to look at the the planet earth in the 
the past where they where this these people come back to because once they reveal to everybody on earth that in 30 years the planet's going to be pretty much devastated by an alien incursion mm-hmm. um people suddenly don't have the the will to go to school or go to work because it's like you know what the hell am i doing this for everything's going to be lost in 30 years so um yeah and it, it it it's down to rioting and looting and and stuff like that countries are having a hard time keeping control and uh there's a scene there where uh uh chris pratt his character stand he's a teacher uh he teaches science um and basically uh you know he's in there trying to trying to talk to the class uh i forget what the topic he was going over um but uh, ultimately the class is just they're zoinked out they're just they're not paying attention and he right. stops and he's like all right hey you know we don't have to talk about this i get it you know what do you want to talk about um and you know the class is like what's the point like yeah you know we're you know people are getting drafted they're being sent into the future they said like 20 percent return by the way yeah uh, so the large groups of people they're sending to fight this future war um right. you know a very small percentage of them are coming back um and it was just showing how the population was just slowly kind of dwindling away uh because of that and it was just kind of it was pretty depressing from that aspect but what, what yeah. got me again about it was we we were just throwing bodies at a problem you know and right. uh they weren't really open with everybody about exactly what was going on and what they're fighting so you get this right. training you get some special gear and stuff like that but they don't really tell you about uh the the white spikes as i think is what they called the aliens right. um so you kind of find out when you get there and yeah. i'm like really you send send 80% of these people to their death and yeah and they, you know they but then again they were like expect. well if we showed you what you had to go up against you wouldn't go right why, why did well yeah we would we definitely <clears throat> would have gone because it's still like the survival of the human race yeah i right. th- i think i think they would have found people to have gone or um if they had been more open about it you could have gotten some more feedback from the entire population or people that they would go that have better ideas of how to deal with the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? So like, why are, t- why, why do 20% come back? Do they like go and serve a tour yes. or something? Yes. yes. So this, uh, this thing that you get attached to your arm, <laughs> it stays with you the whole time. And uh, when you get activated, this, you can, kind of see behind uh, Chris there there's yep. a his wallpaper is of the tomorrow war so there's this kind of vortex that opens up and when you get activated you get kind of sucked up into the vortex and uh deposited 30 years in the future and that that wrist or that um wrist cuff thing that you're wearing has a countdown clock on it and you're in the future for one week tour of duty and if you can survive that one week, then at the end of it, your thing automatically activates and you get sent back to the, your own time again. Yep. I don't like that. Just let me stay in the future. Right. You, you would think so. But yeah, it, it, especially if a majority of them don't make it back. So I don't care. Um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of nuts. And that that part um, had a hard time wrapping wrapping my head around because uh, it went on for some time that mm-hmm. they were doing this and, and all you saw on that the ticker was less and less people were returning right. um that it was a failing fight 
but they weren't changing what they were doing. I'm like, is this like a civil war where you just send rows of your army out and just clash head on with, with the yeah. enemy? There's no tactics there. Right. Well, and the other thing was in the, uh, so that's uh, J.K. Simmons, who plays uh, Chris Pratt's dad in the movie. And of course, they're kind of on the outs with each other, but he's like, um, you know, um, um, super genius when it comes to tech and stuff. And Yeah, so, like a mechanical um, engineer kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so he does a lot of stuff, uh, extra governmental work, I guess you would call it. Um, but the thing that kind of uh, made me think regarding the whole time travel thing. So when he, Chris Pratt, leaves to go to the future, he leaves behind a daughter who's about, I don't know, 10, maybe something, yeah, like, something that, like that. Right. And then, of course, uh, 30 years in the future, she's still alive. Right. And um <clears throat> Yeah, spoilers here. And uh, so uh, she's about 40, but she's a, a brilliant scientist. And she's the one that's developing this um, um, chemical weapon that's going to take out the queens, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so she ended up going into science and doing all this kind of stuff to follow after her father, who disappeared when she was 10 and mm -hmm. never came back. But you have to wonder then, it, when he's successful and goes back to the past he's still going to live for another what was it five or ten years i guess mm -hmm. and how would that affect her trajectory going forward into the future would she have still gone into that science career or you know as sometimes happens fathers fathers and daughters end up they getting their teen years and they end up getting rebellious and and maybe she might have gone a different path i i would make an argument i think she would have stayed on the same path and the reason for that is um there's a scene in the beginning when he's talking to his daughter about who's going to save the world or who's going to make the world a better place and he's like uh you know adamant that it's going to be scientists and he yeah. implants that in her very early on and i think that that set her down that path likely mm -hmm. uh and i don't know that that would have changed but Those things uh, are pretty ugly they are oh, pretty yeah. ugly. they're they're real nasty <clears throat> So, um, and fun thing, when you, when you get near the end of the movie, you find out that those were merely just being transported. <laughs> um, the, there's an alien ship that crash lands is effectively right. what happened. And uh, uh, those aliens were being transported by, I, I think the way they put it was being transported by other beings, right? Yeah. Other so aliens of some sort. And that, yeah. I think the, the theory was, is that they were being, they're, they're, these other aliens use those things as a way of cleansing a planet mm -hmm. before they take over. Yep. Oh, so whatever brought them is worse. Apparently. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. We would, we would assume so. So this is when they find a ship and they're cutting a hole and they're like, we're going to go in, we're going to deal with it. <laughs> right. Uh, what, what blew my mind here, right. Was, so we talked about, Dan, Chris Pratt's character, going into the future, his daughter uh, becomes this scientist and she's coming up with this way to kill the queen. You know, they're successful in coming up with that. And Dan goes back to the past. And at this point, we kind of accept that the future war is lost. Okay. Um, they, they, they can only save the past at this point. They can't save the future. So when they come back, it just seems like no one takes what happened seriously. Dan's got this this cure not a right. cure but uh this weapon yeah and it's not being mass produced yet nobody wants to hear his story and so he's sitting and he's talking to his wife 
and they're talking about what are they going to do? What's the next steps? Where do we even find these aliens? Uh, you know, how did they get here? Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, why are these two civilians yeah. here tasked with solving this problem that the whole world knows is here? Right, right. You know, and why is this anybody listening? And then when he goes to the military for help or to the government for help, hey, we want to take a small group of soldiers or whatever and go to where we believe these aliens crash landed. They're already here. Right. They just haven't hatched or whatever yet. And yeah. and oh, they're yeah. like, look, we, we've got other things we've got to deal with. I'm like, no, no, you don't. Right. right. <laughs> did, this... did you not forget what just happened a few weeks ago? Like we were right. sending people into the future to fight this war. because We're at the brink of extinction. You have nothing else that you should be doing right now. Right. Except right. listening to one of the guys, one of the less than 20% that came back and yeah. says, hey, I've got a weapon here. We need to use it. But we also need to find out where these things are at. At that point, it should have been a world manhunt. Right. Exactly. You know, to track these things down. Right. And uh, that that part kind of shocked me. You need a story. I get it. But uh, yeah, but that guy at the same time. Yeah. Totally unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so here's here's what I'm thinking is like you're you are in the middle of a (laughs) war for your existence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like population devastated and you're like okay we need more people to fight or we need a way to kill all these things what are we going to put our resources into and someone at the table goes let's make a time machine and get people from the past to fight for us for a week each yeah right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i mean that's like that's terminator but dumber <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't make a lot of sense like sitting around okay john connor is a problem let us go back and kill his mother we will devote all these resources to time travel as opposed to just like fucking off from this planet and leaving it to the humans <laughs> yeah well yeah, i kind of no got the impression that they maybe had already come pretty far on time travel experimentation why are you experimenting with time travel at all though when you have an alien invasion? well this was before the alien invasion happened they had already you know science had progressed to the point where they had you know were working on time travel and and had it had something and then the aliens invaded and they're like all right well we're losing this war can we use this time machine to go back and bring soldiers back from from the past bring them forward help them fight to give us our scientists time to develop this this weapon there's a bazillion different ways you can use time travel better than just like getting yourself sol- soldiers for a week right <laughs> right yeah. were, were they limited like could they only live in the future for a week no or dying or was it just hey no. your tour of duty is one yeah. week because your tour of duty is one week and of course if you survive by the at the end of the week you're knowledgeable enough that maybe you'd be useful there for a longer period of time yeah, yeah some... you're just sending all your experienced troops back some keep right. going yeah. back right yeah to they die actually... of old age instead of like helping you yeah some yeah. of the troops that would go back some of the experienced soldiers they were so traumatized by the events 
that they just kept re-enlisting and going forward. I think hopefully hoping that they would get killed in the future because uh, they couldn't live with what they'd seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, PTSD yeah, that, to the max. That still creates a huge, huge prop, like uh, right. logistical problem for you with your troops like shifting every week. You've always got fresh teams who don't know how to work with with each other. <laughs> Uh, you've got a brand, you've got new, uh, a new command structure every week. Yeah. yeah, I will. Yeah, I will point out that was kind of the cool thing about uh, Chris Pratt's character was he had a unique ability to lead. Um, yeah. and so you see him deal with that specifically because he's surrounded by a bunch of people that are like, where the hell am I? What, what am I supposed to be doing? I don't know what these commands mean. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. And he kind of just takes control of the, the platoon, if you will, uh, when they first arrive there in the future. Uh, and he wasn't bad to look experience. at. <laughs> it's never bad to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, of course, they got to find an excuse for him to, to get his whole shirt ripped off. Of course. And, uh, well, you know. and, then, and then something happened, too, I think, in the... I have to think that something happened because when they go him and his his entire group from the past they go forward into the future and the porthole just opens up you know in the middle of the sky you yeah, know they, it's like the, it's like something got messed up with the signal or yeah. whatever and so what's supposed to happen you get dropped in the future in a location of roughly like 10 feet above 10 15 feet in the air and they just kind of drop you which i mean frankly let's be real that's going to break some ankles yeah, <laughs> but apparently that's the best they can do. Okay. Uh, when they get dropped into the future, literally kind of where you see that pearl hole in the sky is where they get dropped out of. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. So, so not only all falling, uh, <laughs> you know, a hundred stories to their deaths, crashing into buildings and concrete structures. That and of course awful. the pavement, that but Chris awful. Pratt and a few of his, uh, his close buddies, they end up uh, crash landing into a swimming pool on the roof of a building. Yep. You know so they, what? Maybe they maybe they're just lying about the 20% that come back. Don't die in battle. Maybe their yeah. portal just sucks. Yes. And right, like, right, and like right. 80% of them die on the way to the Down. thing. Right. <laughs> that would explain exactly. why none of the people that came back from the future went back to the future again. Right. The, the original the original troops they came back and stayed because they're like hell no i'm not falling to my death right what happens if you lose your arm bracer thingy uh you can't really it's like uh hermetically bonded to your skin you have to stick your arm in this special thing and then it's yeah so if you a... lose your arm you don't go back basically yeah no. it's an agonizing process but it won't come off thing that attached. thing will not come off yeah it's basically yeah. like grafted to your arm yeah why though uh, so it can get a proper lock on you, like the way it works with your body. And that's how they can tell the compatibility and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, they didn't dive genetic. too much into the science. Yeah. Seth. So, so I might've, I might've missed it, but did you guys mention that they don't send anybody back that's alive? Yes. In that time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To have died by that. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. Yep. Yeah. Right, so real, really quick. Linda was like, oh, yeah, and Chris Pratt's not that bad to look at. But what about J.K. Simmons? Like, I just want to remind everyone. Oh, oh yeah. This was, was Chris Pratt. Yeah. Prior no. to being Star-Lord. Yes. Like, he was Andy on Parks and Rec. Really funny. But 
Not ripped. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got a I've got a link in the chat for someone else that we need to I got talk a better about one. Too. Yes, here we this go. Guy. Oh yeah. This Holy guy. crap. If you guys have not like paid attention to him in the last few years, it's been a little bit nuts. But JK Simmons has been uh he's just been getting completely ripped. And uh you, you see it again in this show, like he's just he's finding excuses to kind of show off all of his hard work. Right. Um <laughs> Is J.K. Simmons just going to be Omni-Man? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's like a beast. Yeah. Now. God damn. That guy's just yeah. beard and muscle. Yeah. So it was an interesting... And, and a interesting... desire for pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> it was an interesting romp, but uh, there were a lot of little things you could pick apart about it. Yeah, but it was enjoyable, and I think they didn't yeah. they didn't dive too much into some of the details because it would have drawn the movie out. So, for example, convincing the world that there's people that came to the future that you needed to start a draft and start sending them there, you know, uh, try to the world over to do that. that. That would have been an interesting 15 minute thing of them bringing maybe some government officials to the future, and then they bring them right. back, and they're like, "No, we need to start a draft. It's bad." So. <laughs> So yeah. it's an actual draft, not just yeah. volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's a scene in there where Chris Pratt's phone goes off, like our weather mm -hmm. alerts do. And it basically says, guess what? You've been drafted. Uh, please report to such and such or whatever for your duty. Boy, that's uh, that's got to be like the worst message to receive. Yeah. Not, not, that's yeah. not even the worst of it. Okay. If you do not report to the draft, they will put you in jail. If you, they cannot find you, they will go to your wife and put her in jail or your children in jail instead. Oh, boy. There I mean, was this whole thing about, illegal. like, you need to, uh, uh, not in this case, when they institute the draft, it's whatever the rules are. But, well, either way, though, like, you get that message, and not only do you know that you're going to the future to fight in this war, you're going to... You know that you're going to get this thing bonded onto your arm, which it could just go whoop and suck you into the future at any goddamn point. Well, they don't you tell you that. Know you're going to die. And yeah, they don't. They know you're going to die. Anyway. But you don't know about the armband thing till you get there, because Chris Pratt shows up for his reporting duty, yeah. and he's like, "What's going on?" They they try not to tell you anything. They're just right, strapped you in a chair and they're talking to you and goes, mm -hmm. "Hey, what's what's all this for?" You know, "Hey, come here, give me your arm, stick it in this thing. What what are we doing right now?" And then they don't even wait. They, then they're like, hey, bite down on this. Take, and he's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. We just need to whoa. check your compatibility. And then all of a sudden, ah! <laughs> Wait, it's bite down on this? Not, okay, yes. here's a... We're just going to numb this arm up really quick. Because no, no, no. we can it's, do this it's bite down right on now. This. You're going you're gonna to man up and take it, is what it is. What? Yeah. Why? And they don't even tell you. Here's the thing. They don't tell you what's happening. They're no. just like, like I said, they're talking to him. They're explaining the rules. And they're strapping him down there in this time. And this whole time, he's like, whoa, slow down. Just just one minute. Can we talk about this? What's going on? And they just keep moving ahead, strap you him have, down, inject him. You have time travel. You literally have all the time you need. No, they really don't because they, yeah, they time travel yeah, only Go ahead, goes Bill. 30 years into the past. And that's a rolling 30 years. So as the time in the future moves forward, the time in the past. So you you can jump forward 30 years, but you're jumping forward to a rolling 30 years. So every time they send troops forward into the future, they're going into a further future than those people came back from. So right. So their time travel 
was like a happy accident, if you will, that they could go back, but they can't control the specific times. They can't go back to a repeated time. It, right. Like you said, it's like a it's a it's a locked time frame. Right. But okay, okay, so fine. But once again, logistics. Like maybe the reason that you only have a twenty percent survival rate is that you're you like summon these people, don't tell them anything. They like go into the future at some random point, so they're just fucking stressed out the whole goddamn time until they go into the future. Right. Get there, have no information, no right. idea of who they're fighting with or how they're fighting or what what the fuck's going on. And so no wonder they're all dying. <laughs> all they're yeah. all they're told is aim for the throat, because that's the only vulnerable part. Are any aliens. of them given training on aiming for the throat, though? I don't. Well, yeah, there was somewhat, but it was like time limited. So when they had to go, they were rushed. Yeah. Um, because they're wherever they needed to go was being attacked. So they're like, oh, that's right. Your training's done. We're sending you in 10 minutes. Like, literally, that's how the announcement goes down. Yeah. Could be done better is what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's one of the creatures. So these creatures, they have. Oh yeah, aim um, for the throat. That thing's all throat. <laughs> yeah, so the so the creatures have like six legs, and then they also have like these two tentacle-like things <laughs> that shoot out these spiky darts. Oh yeah. And remind and, me, Bo, were those like armor-piercing spikes? Yeah, they I go think through so, pretty because, much everything. Yeah, they just they are. Yeah, they'd go through concrete walls. It was pretty. It was pretty nuts. devastating. And they yeah. have unlimited ammo. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We never saw them run out of the spiky dart things. Because that's how organisms work. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> well, these might have been genetically engineered by that superior alien race that brought them. How do you genetically engineer an ability to have like infinite dar armor-piercing darts in you that you can launch from your butt tentacles? <laughs> well maybe you're maybe your brits that you always have a supply of 100 in your body yeah that's 100 though yeah well we never like, saw that's not go unlimited through. ammo yeah well, it's well, not like we were counting though uh yeah, right. either so we don't know at what point they run out but right there he is punching one in the face yep that's how you know he's an action hero right right Punching something in the face that has six arms, legs, whatever, and well, two mean, they're, tentacles. They're probably yeah. not used to being punched in the face. That's might be their weakness. It definitely pissed it off. Like, yes. That's the new <laughs> that is the new advice to the new recruits. Punch them in the face. Right. <laughs> and try to avoid the sharp teeth. Right. This is right. gonna come down to a brawl, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it, Overall, I, I think, uh, you know, short of the nitpicking of the, the time travel aspects of it and whether or not there was a lot of logic and how they were trying to fight the problem, it was a really, really good movie. It really yeah. was. Very entertaining. It, mm -hmm. was, it was fresh. Right. I will have to watch it. I do like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, pretty good. That's a recommended view. Yeah. Recommended view for sure. And he actually wasn't even most of the comedic relief. The other guy standing in the background of my wallpaper there. I think his name is Charlie or whatever. He was pretty funny. Yeah. You know, he was kind of the comedic relief there. Uh, Cause he was definitely, 
hella nervous, like you'd expect. He he's he represents us, right? How yeah. we would probably be reacting in, in the right. very beginning when he's sitting there and he's getting recruited. He can't stop talking because he talks yeah. when whoa, he's nervous, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? You know, and there's people in the room like, dude, I'm gonna kill you if you don't shut up. And he's like, I can't, I, I can't not talk right now because I talk when I'm nervous and we're about to go to our death in the future. So I need to talk about something. Hey, what's that guy wearing? That looks pretty interesting. And, you know, yeah. and he just. <laughs> yeah, he just help himself. Well, and Chris Pratt uh, had been uh, a former uh, military leader in Afghanistan, I think, right? Wasn't yeah, it was like a, a Green Beret. Yeah, uh, so he's got, yeah. yeah, so he had extensive military experience. This other guy had never been in the service at all. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, he's like a dentist or something, maybe in real life. <laughs> and uh, so he was, he was scared to death. And then there was another guy on his team that was um, the psycho that had uh, requested to go back and had gone back three times already to fight the, the white spikes. Yeah, yeah that's um, one of each of them there. Yeah, so that's the, <laughs> the dentist-like guy in the forefront there. And then behind him over his shoulder, that's the, uh, the experienced guy that's gone three times. He keeps going back. Keeps yeah. going back because he can't really live with what he's seen. So I think he's hoping to die in the future fighting these things. So. Well, yeah, he wants to die in his own terms because he he was actually terminally ill. Oh, so he right. wasn't going to make it anyway. So mm -hmm. he, he already knew that uh, there was no point in staying in right. the past, really. So he he was gonna he was gonna fight and die in his own terms like a soldier. So yeah, uh, pretty pretty good though. But he he was also he also played the role of a little bit little bit of a dick. So, yeah, right. Uh, but that, that was just who he was. He, he did end up, I think, watching out for that other guy uh, a little bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, here's here's a good question. This brings up a good question for the team here. So let's say you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. Right. You know, you're going to die. But um, you're you know, you feel like you do right now until mm -hmm. the illness takes you. Right. Maybe the last day or week you're horrible and you're you're going out terribly but this up until that point question so far i like this question bill <laughs> up until that point let's say you've got six months of perfect health do you join up and do this kind of a thing where it's a, a no-win scenario and you're just going to go out fighting on your feet and you're going to go out possibly you know uh, riddled with these white spike darts and dying to shreds by an alien creature or do you just kind of take it easy and spend time with your family and and go out watching the sunset uh on lake golden I, I do the, so for me personally the answer that i'd say i'd do the latter and it's not because of being like a coward or anything like that is i don't get my adrenaline off of that i don't that's not my forte i don't add value in doing that i'm not combat trained or anything like that so if i was terminally <coughs> Ill, i take my you know yeah. i'm pretty sure your like life insurance cuts you a check at that point and says here enjoy your last six months or whatever yeah. and and i would do that I, i'd probably you know i'd find something that, that adds more meaning in the last six months of my life than doing that but if i was let's say yeah i i think maybe if i was a combat veteran and i felt like i could add a value and make a difference i would do it yeah all right Chris does have a point. I'm not exactly what one would call combat ready right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I would go to the future and die there just to avoid having to listen to 
whatever the fuck take Tucker Carlson has in Fox <laughs> News. Like living through six months of that sounds like way more hell than whatever the future aliens could have in store for me. <laughs> How about you, Linda? Uh, I'm with Chris. I'm I, I'm definitely not going to help them at all. So <laughs> cuddle puppies. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm kind of torn because for me, it would be a huge adventure. And I think it would be, you know, if I'm thinking I'm going to die away, um, maybe I can, maybe I can go out and do something big that might make a difference in my last six months. And, and or would, you get dropped from a portal and fall to your death. This is true, right. but I wouldn't know <laughs> that, <laughs> but I wouldn't know that right until. I mean, let's be happened. clear at my age, that would kill me. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I think, yeah. I think they should send Bill to the future just because whatever weird ass ideas he's got for whatever technology they have will win the war or at least scare <laughs> the ever loving shit out of the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would, I would, <clears throat> I would opt for the adventure, I think in my last six months, but I, yeah, it, if I knew that's what I was going into. Yeah. No, I, the, the only part that would be intriguing to me is, as you mentioned, the adventure part. Yeah. Um, and going to the future to see what it looks like. Oh, right. Unfortunately, yeah. this just looks like a bunch of rubble, as you can see in my background pick here. Yeah. But uh, right. if it wasn't that case, uh, I would I would do it. But yeah. But that's okay. the thing. You don't so, in this in this scenario, you don't really know what you're going into. Right. You just know you're going to the future to fight. Right better use for time travel yes you know? many send send your people back 30 years yeah to just like be in the past with your future weapons and be ready the very instant the aliens appear and that's that's chris pratt's or, point or yeah. he comes down back the ship or just like have them scout and find where the ship yep. is because it's that, apparently already in the past. Yeah. And then time travel a big old bomb back into the ship. Yeah. And that's what Chris Pratt ends up doing. And the, uh, the military genius of the time is too busy with rioting to worry about that. Writing? Rioting. Yeah. Oh, rioting. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what? He, he, he said, like, we got, we got bigger problems to fight right now than the end of the human race. And how? Yeah, whatever. that's exactly right (laughs) yeah and then of course after chris pratt uh defeats the alien queen um this guy saying yes this was my idea i sent them to the soviet union to blah 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 yeah yep we sent a special task force to go deal with the problem the way we do you know the future is safe and we have time travel and then someone from the future comes back and punches him in the throat and goes, yeah, none of that was true. Bye. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Hey, guess what? We've got time travel now. Right. We've got bigger problems. Now we know, now we've got a bunch of people, now that we've saved the future, we're just going to fuck around with time travel. And yeah. yeah, the stock market is full of people from the future who know what to invest in. Yeah. Then somebody comes back from the, they they so they perfect time travel somebody goes back 50 years makes a change that eliminates chris pratt from the timeline 
he never <laughs> defeats the aliens and then the aliens show up in 30 years and kill everybody <laughs> and this is how you get terminator right right <laughs> the ter- the the bundle of twine and feathers and twigs that is the terminator timeline mm-hmm. well we'll have to do a show on that in the future for sure so yeah all right. Well, I think uh, we've about exhausted our time for this episode. So we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you check out uh, the Tomorrow War and uh, tune in next time for another exciting episode of Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Uh, part be sure of, to- part yep. of the Synergy Nation Network. Go yep. and check out uh, our other shows uh, at synnation.net or dash net, syn, syn, syn-nation.net. I don't think there's a dash. No net, no dash, just no dash. SYN Nation. SinNation.net. SinNation.net. Yeah, I said that the right the first time everyone heard it. Uh. <laughs> Check out us and our uh, fellow podcasts on that group. And uh, you can find out more of our episodes on galacticdriftwood.space. And, and find uh, us wherever you get your podcasts from or on YouTube where you can watch us. Uh, Watch the video and see my cat in the background. (laughs) And my cat's butt. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now... Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.